Hello, I'm Lisa Kapala. Welcome to Bridging the Digital Divide. I always get tongue twisted at the beginning. <laughs> Why do we name it that, Brad? I don't uh, know. Momentary insanity. I don't yes, know. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we are in season two, as you know, episode five. Imagine that. Yeah. So this one. It's kind of interesting. We could probably do a three-part series on this. We thought, oh, how interesting it might be to talk about the Internet all over the world, how other countries are faring, what they allow as far as censorship, uh, how easy is it for them to gain access. And boy, Brad... Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, we really opened up a big kettle right there <laughs> because there is so much to know. I really didn't think there would be much. I didn't either because, like I said to you before we started recording, it's like the internet is making the world a smaller place in in the facet that you can talk to people you wouldn't be able to talk to normally. But once we started this research, we realized that the world is huge. <laughs> right. And besides that, because of a lot of the control of governments yeah. for sometimes religious reasons, cultural reasons, even financial reasons, or technology availability reasons, Reasons, other countries just aren't able to have the access that we have, right. which is not a big surprise, mm. but it's a little discouraging. Sure. So I do want to start out by saying if you want to look at some of the information that's really fascinating to see, um, if you just go to Wikipedia and type in uh, the world internet, it will give you this amazing list of what each country allows. Some allow Facebook, some don't. Some have technology, some don't. Mm. Uh, you know, It's really fascinating as to what they allow. So I guess I would say if you're going to travel abroad, you might want to check into that and I never thought of that if you were going somewhere else you think you'll just email home well maybe you can't just email home I think it also depends too on the words a lot of this uh, censorship has to do with the I don't know what you would call it Brad the server would recognize the words you use so let's say you use the word sex but you're meaning I just had a baby boy and his sex is male if it sees that word and tags it then the information doesn't get through right that's that's usually set at like the ISP internet service provider level and in those countries where the government controls it they can get really granny as to what words that get blocked. Right. And we're not even talking about, which I'm sure goes on and we probably won't get into that, about them disseminating information Mm. the way they want. You know, the government's making it look like this is global information when it's not. We're not even touching that. But what we are going to talk about is how the other countries are faring technology-wise. And it's no surprise that America leads the pack in cost. Yes. (laughs) We are the ones who are paying through the nose for our internet and for all of our uh, things that we use. But we're the country that bundles more than anybody else. Right. I found out that uh, most, I think it's 87% of Americans are bundling their resources and getting internet and television and all the other services they need bundled together. So right. that's supposed to be cost reducing, but we're the ones who are shelling out the dough. It's because the bundles are kind of double dipping, right? You get your internet through your cable company. So when you buy a bundle with cable and internet, you're paying for two different services to the same person. And right. so that's they control the costs. Right. And it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? So we have the most expensive internet, but we also have the most uh, free enterprise Along most of the countries, uh, the EU is a big one with regulations as to what these big companies can do. And then you go back to you get the other end of the spectrum. You have China who controls everything. So we, we literally pay for the, the ability the privilege, for privilege, yes, right. yes. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the research you did because you took okay. certain countries and then I kind of just went all over the place. So let's see what you found out that we can share. Yeah, so I want to start with the, the European Union and um, they, they've passed a number of different regulations and actually there's a really good one that uh, it's called GDPR, General Data Protection something or other, uh, regulation. And what that means is it forced all companies that want 
want to do business on the internet in the in the uh, EU um, to be more transparent with their data. So that means no, none of that legal lease in the end user agreement. Uh, you have to be able to uh, give your users the information you you track to them. And the big one that actually just happened recently was you have 72 hours to report a data breach, and Ooh. this is affecting not just the EU but uh, the United States because um, the Marriott got hacked, like, yeah. what, 11 years ago or something like that? And they found out about it. And because they wanted to do business in the EU, they had to uh, reveal that data breach. Okay. So it's, it's, it's good. What about throttling over there? Do they do that too as far as you know, your speeds? And I know here we, we have gotten in trouble. Some yeah. of the companies have gotten in trouble. Is there anything about that that you found? Throttling the Not data I, speeds. Yeah, so the speeds are... It depends. It really does on on where. Um, I don't think they do any throttling. Um, I didn't look into that because I was just looking at like regulations and right, stuff right. like that. But um, that is a big thing that we've talked. We we found. We both found with our yes. research is just the arc, the infrastructure, the the physical lines right. isn't. It's not created equally in each country. This is true. So I found something interesting about Russia. Mm. I'm going to recommend that you guys check this out. Yeah. So the Russian <laughs> internet is called Runet. Nice. It makes sense. <laughs> which means Russian related internet. So here is their uh, their answer to Facebook. I'm going to spell it for you first and then I'll <laughs> pronounce it. It's spelled O-D-N-O-K-L-A-S-S-N-I-K-I. So it's pronounced Odnoklasniki. Well done. Yes, <laughs> Odnoklasniki. Say it five times fast, right? No. And it is their Facebook and they will translate the page for you. So I went to it. Mm-hmm. It is so fun to look yeah. at what other countries find important, yeah. how they even uh, organize the page, what's on the uh, top, yeah. where, you know, what's most important to them. So check that out. As far as you know, what Russia has, I mean, I don't know. They're not super open. <laughs> but um, they do have dial-up, cable, DSL, FTTH, mobile, wireless, and satellite. So they have many ways mm-hmm. that you can access all the information they're not going to let you get. Right. Right? <laughs> but that's uh, – you definitely should take a look at that because it's kind of neat to see what other countries you know find important and that's their answer to Facebook and then I looked at India also mm. and they launched the educational research network in 86 um, they launched the public por- portion of that in 95 but it's state owned uh-huh. which concerns me. So, and then with over 460 million internet users, India is the second largest online market, only outranked by China. So despite the large database of internet users in India, only 26% of their population accessed the internet in 2015. That's a significant uptick, though, as the rate was 10% in 2011. So that means there's a lot of have-nots there. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's, you know, financial reasons or global, you know, geography as to where you're living mm. or whether it's cultural too you know I'm not sure yeah there's a lot of people in India <laughs> not as many as China right. but there's a lot of people and so I think that does play into the percentage that you found there right. unfortunately and then I looked at um, progression as far as you know how societally progressive countries are in the world and it seems that Iran is the country with the lowest degree of internet freedom now I don't know you you looked at somebody else too another yeah. country was that little tiny country you looked yeah, at? yes so it was it's I think Eritrea. So it is uh, across the Red Sea from Saudi Arabia above Ethiopia. Really, really tiny. It actually only dates back to 1991. So it's kind of a new country. Right. And so do they have internet at all? They do, but only 1.1% of the population has it. And wow. the infrastructure is just really, really bad. So the speeds for those people who do have it aren't very good. 
Right. And would that because they can't lay the fiber cable like we can Yeah, here? they don't have any money because it's expensive to lay because you literally have to – it's like laying telephone lines. You have to lay right. the physical lines. Um, and if you can't get any company to do it, you're wow. not going to get it done. Yeah, and so Iranian citizens still don't have access to websites that the government finds politically sensitive. Yeah, they don't crazy. have access to Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> that's not so Isn't bad. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I, know, I know that we, we think, wow, you know, but yeah. really um, – we're very lucky to have what For we sure. have here, you know. Um, yes, and then we also have issues with Egypt, too. Oh, now let's see. Right. I know some bad stuff went on there. Yeah. Let me get my notes on that. <laughs> so in 2011, the Arab Spring mm. arrived in Egypt, and thousands took to the streets to protest the autocratic rule of Mava rank. Most of the demonstrations were organized online, so the mm. government simply shut down yeah. online so that the protesters couldn't connect and talk to each other right boy that's pretty bad yeah i wonder i wonder if like because data channels now with like cell phones because you can't that's a different line so because it's not using the internet well it is but it's going a different uh using different physical architecture i wonder if that would happen today i'm sure they'd find a way unfortunately then i have some information pakistan too has intensified its censorship over the last few years to repress political freedom and religious and cultural reasons you have to wonder who's running the show though you know because if there is supposed to be freedom i know we are the country that supposedly touts religious freedom who gets to decide what is acceptable and what's not right depends on the people in power right so unfortunately that makes it tough what else did you find out in your search so china uh actually let's back up a little bit you said that in india is the second and so i found the the top five some interesting things here so india is number number two with 462 million users and china is number one with 772 we're third at 312. And then four and five, I don't know, I, saw, I found surprising. So fourth is Brazil with really? 149. And fifth is Indonesia with 143. So I just found that, that kind of interesting. Um, hmm. But to get back to China, China is really interesting because they 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 have the most internet users because right. they have the most people, right? Uh, theoretically. But they also, that's all state-owned. There's a... An, uh, a an app that started as just like a messaging app. So think of like Facebook Messenger. Uh, it's called WeChat. It's like a it's like a social social network on steroids. You can pay bills, you can hail a taxi, you can book doctor's appointments all through this app. Wow, it's it's crazy. Um, and I'll, I'll post these this image uh, on the companion page. But none of the high tech companies that you think about when you think about the internet, like Google or YouTube or Instagram. Um, or even Uber, were allowed to function in uh, those countries. But because of intellectual property theft, essentially, they basically created their own Google and their own YouTube. And you see, I'll post pictures of them side by side from a site that I got. And they look identical with just like different branding. So they were just ripping things off all over the place. Um, One more thing about China, I will say, is they're just – they're. They're piloting, I guess you could say, something called the social credit score, which is really scary. So it's mm. basically monitoring people, and they can do so because they have applications that are really good in, in facial recognition, and there are cameras everywhere, which is just another scary thing. But with this social credit scale score, if you post something on social media that's negative to the state, you could like get thrown in jail. You could not wow. be able to book a, a vacation or a flight. It's just, it's really scary when the government has that much control. 
Yes, it is. And I also see something that says estimates suggest that across the planet, the number of connected devices will swell to 26 billion by 2020, which I guess represents a figure of three devices each for every person on Earth. That's crazy. Yeah. Because it's not too crazy. I'm trying to think. I, have, I think I have like I know. Five. You know what? I, when I read that, I went, wow. And then I went, wait, yeah. what do I have? I have two Kindles. <laughs> I have a phone. I have three laptops. I'm not using them all at the same time. But yeah. So it's, I don't know. Now we, we think about Moore's Law and, mm. you know, and the internet, will it ever break? Because all of that traffic has to go somewhere. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's we'll just, have to it's, see. Yeah. More on this later, folks. Yeah, yeah right? right. So what about smart technology for some of these countries? Now, let's explain what smart technology is yeah. and what you need in order to do it. You need the hardware, right? So, I mean, you, the smart te- you like smart TV, right, is connected to the Internet. Usually when you refer to smart TV, smart in, uh, smart devices, it's the Internet of Things, right? right? It's traffic cameras or routers or your refrigerator connected to the Internet. Um, and so the more things online, the more robust the, the architecture has to be. And that's really a problem in a lot of the underdeveloped countries. Right. And I would think if you don't even have Internet access for yeah. Facebook – you probably don't have a refrigerator that you right. want to hook up to a smart device. Yeah. You know, so I think it's going to be a while before we see that. Even in Japan, where I know they're technology-based, a mm. lot of their businesses, as I was reading, still use the fax machine. They still what? use, yeah, they still <laughs> use, you know, your basic technology because I guess if it works, you know, why fix it, right? So I don't know. I guess we're leading the way in smart technology in this country and, and also the UK as well. But you would think Japan would be doing it, but they're not. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I think they're more focused on robots. This could be true. <laughs> Shall we do our food for thought for the folks? Sure. All right. And now it's time for your technology tidbit, food for thought. So we've talked a lot about like the government and, and monitoring and censorship. So let's let's take it back a bit. Let's let's get some levity here. Yes, and so let's do that because I feel scared yeah. already. <laughs> so Jap- the Japanese, their, their emoticon game is very strong. And so if you think about when you create when you hit like was it colon dash smiley face, that's a smiley face or a, a close parentheses. That's right. a smiley face, but you have to tilt your head. But in Japan, all of their emoticons are upright. So I'll link to this site. It's called Jemoticon. And like they have great ones for like cats where it's like a, a I can't even, I don't even know what some of these symbols are. You have to look are. at it on the community Yeah, you really have page. to, but everything, you don't have to tilt your head. So everything is there. Yeah. And, and so like emoji itself, right, comes from a Japanese word, moji, which means picture. And then in the grand scheme of eating everything, you have emoji, right? Electronic cool. picture. So then I wonder if in Japan where they don't have a lot of access to the internet, mm-hmm. are they using emojis? Probably. I mean, are we so the ones that who way... are using them, which would be really ironic. They created them, but they can't <laughs> even use them, right? I, yeah. And I, and I wonder, because every now and then, or every so often you get updates on like your smartphone, right? When you're texting and you you do the, the symbols, it'll automatically translate it into that little picture smiley face. Right. And I wonder if that needs to like connect to the internet or something. And so without <gasps> I that... Guess we're going to get some funding yeah. and we will travel to these countries <laughs> and attempt to use the internet yeah. over there and who, we'll let you know. Who wants to fund the trip? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I did want to say though, um, I guess you can circumvent the censorship in these countries. So oh, I'll read right. you a little bit about that. Um, it says, though governments believe they have a strong grip on internet usage in reality, you can easily circumvent these blocks. In Iran, for example, tools like Tor, Freegate, and UltraSafe mm-hmm. are used extensively, especially by bloggers who prefer to post their content anonymously. Mm-hmm. Okay, explain to us what 
Tor, Freegate, and UltraSafe are. So we already did it, right? The dark web. So Tor is a special Uh-oh. browser. So they're using the dark web. So this is one of the great examples of the dark web more for more than just you know, slave okay, trades and so, guns. Okay, so right. So dar- so then this could be, dare I say, a non-negative use mm, for the dark web because absolutely. they have to use the dark web because mm-hmm. they can't get in any other way. It's completely anonymous. So as far as I know, There's if you're no using it, there's no such thing. You taught me. Ah, right. It's Fair enough. Anonymous. It's very hard <laughs> to track down who is using it because yes. of the, the infrastructure of the Tor stands for the onion router, and so what it does. Does is it bounces your signal to other devices, and so it's very hard to track. Yes. They say it's like impossible, but who okay. knows? But if I'm in Iran and mm-hmm. I want to send my grandma a happy birthday yeah. email, I'm not going to go to the dark web to do that. And, but maybe you will, right? Maybe I have you're, to. If you're used to the censorship and you're and used to not being able to do it, maybe the re- the reward outweighs the risk in this part. You go to the dangerous dark web to in order to extend those wishes. Yeah, I don't. I still. Well, yeah. I don't know. I guess any port in a storm if you have to. Yeah. And then they say VPNs mm-hmm. are another popular way to overcome these restrictions, as these tools encrypt your data mm-hmm. and tunnel them through private networks. This way, you can circumvent online filters and access the free internet without any restrictions whatsoever. So it's possible that folks who are listening to us in other countries mm-hmm. they could be. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> they could be. So it's possible that they may have to use VPNs right. and other devices to to do that mm-hmm. because they can't otherwise. otherwise right. So maybe they're listening to us saying we have access. Yeah. It's just not publicized. So yeah. there's no way to really measure that. We can't really measure how many of these countries without the freedoms are using the dark web. So right. some of these statistics may be skewed. Because, I'm sure. You know, as we're, we're seeing, and you really should go to Wikipedia. It's a great read. Get a rainy, snowy day and take a look because yeah. it's fascinating what, what other countries allow and don't allow. And there are different tiers, too. Some allow social media, yeah. some don't. Some are partially free. There's a, an amazing graph in there. Every country you could ever want to know about is in that list. It's on mm-hmm. Wikipedia, and you just look up you know, internet use around the world, and it will show you. But some of those may be skewed because people may be finding ways mm-hmm. to circumvent the government, as generally people will do. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, even if the numbers are skewed, it's still a valid number because the people are using it in a way that uh, they shouldn't have to. Right. So the, the right. And you know, I'm surprised we don't hear more outcry from people, but they don't oh, come right. to other countries, so they don't know yeah. what they're missing. Right. For yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, because you, you can't know, know, you, know that you, I want Facebook if you don't mm-hmm. know what Facebook is. True. Yeah. So I don't know. And we didn't even look at North Korea. No. Because I was, like, too afraid <laughs> of what they might have. But if anybody out there wants to shoot us an email and let us know what research you've done about what other countries allow and don't allow, that would be fascinating to us. We decided we could do probably a three- or four-part yeah. show just on this if we wanted to talk about each individual country. But we only have so much time and yes. so many resources. So, Brad, will put a lot of stuff on the yes. companion page for you. Why don't you tell folks about that? Yep. So if you go to wilmlibrary.org slash BDD, maybe that's how should we introduce the show instead of bridging the digital divide. Just yes. say BDD. You know, I was thinking easier. about that. Yeah. We'll just, all right, yeah. from now on, we're going to call it BDD. BDD. There you go. Much okay. easier. <laughs> and that's where you can see yes. uh, all of the information, uh, the, the, what did you call them, Jamoticons? What are they? The emojis? Jamoticons. Yep. Jamoticons. So Jamoticons. Cool. Uh, yep. the, you actually see the, the upright I, actually, the picture I have is pictures of cats, and yeah, they don't have just neat. one; they have like twenty. And so they have um, other images. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll too, link not to this. There's actually a site where you can yeah. give you a bunch of different categories, and just be careful because some of them are not safe for work. Okay. Uh, because they get very creative. 
Wow. And, uh, yeah, These so Japanese. it's interesting. So Good just go them. there with an open mind. Okay. <laughs> and well, not at work. <laughs> all right, so not for kiddos, right? Um, that's neat. Yeah. So we're going to close our program today saying thank you for listening and being with us for Bridging the Digital Divide. And I want to thank Brad and thank the library for lending Brad <laughs> to us too. We didn't have to check you out or return no. you, but we'll be back uh, next month with another episode of Bridging the Digital Divide, which we're now going to call BDD. So thanks for listening. <laughs>